All right, well, gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Yes, we're here. Ah. God. We're clearly being heard on all ends, right? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you got us nah. over there, Greg? Greg, you're, you, buddy. you're our I'm, remote man in the field. I'm always uh, out week. in the field, man, you know? I'm out here. I'm out here in the trenches, but, uh, but happy dis- to be here. Can you yeah. disclose your location this week? I'm in Pennsylvania, and it's sort of a weird, uh, a weird limbo situation, a, a strange uh, times. You All know, right. as All you, right. you 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 didn't you didn't think they could get any stranger. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> and then and then and then they do. Yep, yep. Um, Life but, throws uh, another twist. Mm-hmm. Another twist. You uh, you silly silly bastard. <laughs> um, and, Is this the uh, coronavirus we're talking to? Well, um, I suppose it's or fate. About, it's just fate. Yeah, okay. fate. fate. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, exactly. that's what fate. I'm to. Fate. Deal with this. It is uh, Thursday. Happy Thursday, guys. Happy hey, Thursday. happy Thursday. Happy fate, Thursday. Fate, fate cannot right. stop this. This That's is right. fate. That, actually, That's this right. is fate. Guys, <laughs> this is, it's the sequel to 46. You're right. Oh. You're right. We're back on. We made it another week. It's episode 47 of You Should Check It Out. And my name is Jay. And I am Nick. And I'm Greg. <laughs> Holy <laughs> God. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Yes. Uh, All right. We'll see you next yeah. week. Hey, can I play a song? I would oh. love that day. I got I got a I got a good one. Um What you got? It's called Moon the Return Amplifies the Unity. Excellent. It's by Ambrose Akinmusuri. Okay. Um off his album on the tender spot of every calloused moment. Beautiful. It's a fantastic track and it's weird. Do it. <laughs> Awesome, dude. Yeah, I have no I really idea like why that. you would like that. That seems really out of left field for you, Nate. It was um, <laughs> honestly, I was I was going through to Pimp a Butterfly, just looking at all the artists mm-hmm. that were on there, and he had a new album. This guy, he was on one track. He's on the last track, uh, Mortal Man, I think, or Mortal. Oh, okay. is he? Mm-hmm. He's uh-huh. kind of he's it's his I guess band playing in the background at the end when Kendrick's just talking. Oh yeah, gotcha. or like the fake interview thing he does. Right, right. Um, no, I was just and, kidding. That sounds like a Zappa track. I mean, like yeah, the, the yeah, lines yeah. are very Zappa-esque. I, mm-hmm. it, it's right up your alley. I love it, but I, yeah. I'm not familiar with this guy at all. Yeah, no, he's. I think he's relatively up and coming. I think he's our age, but uh, he's from Oakland, studied out in Berkeley, and then came to New York for a few years. And yeah, just kind of getting his name out there, I believe. But I, cool. I just I thought it was just a cool track, so I really, wanted to, really wanted to play it. Yeah, um, good stuff. What you got for us this week, sir? This week... 
actually compliments to Greg, who forwarded this along, but there was a follow-up interview with Sonny Rollins, uh, now with the COVID slash um, uh, protests that have been occurring. I I had read it when when Greg sent it, and it already had a a topic picked out for last week, but I I just love this guy so much. Like, I just love his perspective on things and his, his acceptance of his age and kind of just, he's just, he just rolls with it and just, He's fine. He's a bright guy. Yeah, and he's he's just got a just got a fantastic outlook. And there were there were a couple choice. It was actually there was some repetition, which it, it almost seemed like on the day that this interviewer talked to him, he, he wasn't as chipper as as the one <laughs> from the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, interview, because there were times when he's like, "Yeah, I'm just all negative right now, man. I don't want to talk about anything." But they asked him about the they asked him about the coronavirus, and he had a, he had a. He had a cool quote, which is, you know, he's, he's about to turn 90 this year. And he said, um, I don't expect this pandemic to mean anything. People will go back to the way they are. Most people. There, there might be a few who might try to get the bigger picture of what this whole pandemic means. But I thought that was going to happen at 9-11. And indeed mm-hmm. it did for about three months. Everybody was yeah. nice to each other, kind to each other for three months. Mm-hmm. And, and then it came back to me first. Right. Which, which honestly is, I think the other thing I really love about this is that not everybody who's almost 90 is as, as lucid and clear of thought as this guy is. And the perspective he brings, having lived nearly 90 years, and the stuff he's lived through, he actually keeps going back to 9-11, which I thought was pretty interesting because, yeah. you know, he's been hmm. through a lot. But he said his apartment was, his apartment's like six blocks away from the, the Trade Center. Hmm. He heard the plane crash. He heard the second plane crash. They right. got evacuated. Hmm. So that that thing that I think that was like the big one, the big one for him. Wow. He had another one. The interviewer asked, what lessons might you have for younger musicians who are processing trauma and trying to stay focused on their music? And he said, it's not about your music. It's about what makes your music your music. Mm. Um, You've got to have a feeling like that. You've got to have a reason for your music. Have something besides the technical. Uh, Make it make it for something. Um, which I yeah, thought that absolutely. was another another yeah. cool one. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, they're just like the first New York Times article. I mean, it was just such a beautifully articulate genius. I mean, like I couldn't say it any better myself. Absolutely. I mean, and going back to your first comment, the, the thing about the nine eleven. I mean, that's that's America, man. I, we've had things too good, you know, for too long. You know that we're always going to default back to the selfish me first attitude that we've always had in my opinion so i'm i'm totally with him on that yeah i mean it you gotta wonder if like a society where everything's for the most part stable and people are able to get food and i mean there's a ton of work no Mm. doubt about it but yeah you do kind of wonder like from a from a really big picture from like a civilization standpoint what does it look like when a civilization is just thrives from for all intents and purposes uh and not everybody thrives Uh, Mm. i'm not saying Mm. that it's always been like an equally thriving situation. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Historically, the results have not been great. Uh, yeah, there's been the some. Term. There's some cases, but hey. You know, but you in the meantime, you know, short, short, short term, we're gonna be, we're gonna be okay. He had one other thought that I wanted to share, which is they, you know, he, the interviewer asked him, "How do you see movements for civil rights, racial justice, and social change today? Uh, have you been hearing or watching the protests in response to police violence and the death of of, of George Floyd?" And he said, I, I've been following it. I hear people saying it's different because there's a great many more white people involved than in other demonstrations. And it's not only black people protesting. 
and as many white people are protesting as there were black people, this would be a first for me. I've seen a million protests all of my life, uh, and if this can happen in my lifetime, I think it'll be great. It's really encouraging. Uh, but black people have been marginalized in the United States forever. It's part of our history as a nation, so I don't know how to exist without it. So I thought it was... Um, that was a really interesting quote because he's almost like, I, I don't even know what I would do without that as part of my identity. Wow. Uh, which is, which again, guy's 90, you know, and, and, he, and he marched in, in New York in the in the 60s uh, with his with his grandmother, who was, apparently was very active. But I, but it was interesting because the pandemic, he was like, ah, whatever, 9-11 was bigger and we didn't change. So I don't think we're going to change out of this. But he, he seemed to have some hope. Well, he mm -hmm. seemed to have some hope with the protests and the and the amount of people involved and not just not just black people. So yeah, thought it was a great thought it was a great read and it was one where I read it and I felt better afterwards after reading it. So That's for that cool. reason alone I thought I'd share it. And That's thank cool, you man. thank you very much Greg. Oh yeah, well I just you know when I saw it I was <laughs> I saw an article I was like, "Oh, we sort of wrote him off too early." Because the last time you were like, yeah. yeah, it seems like, you know, this is the last article he's going to say before he, you know, I think he might have thought it was. I think he might have thought this is like a big, big last interview I'm going to give. And maybe, maybe that's why he's grumpy. He's like, ah, you know. I thought I was done with you people. I thought I was done with these damn interviews. <laughs> no, nah, right. but I mean, you know, with all the, with the utmost respect to Mr. Rollins. Indeed. Of course. The saxophone colossus. Yes, yes. It's, sorry it's cool. for not he, rehashing his, his <laughs> credentials. Well, he's a... You know, but he's he's obviously like a a monster in the in the history of of jazz, and it's a you know, pillar, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah, pillar for sure. And to still have him around and get his perspective on stuff is pretty valuable. You know, always. Like, it's it's strange to think that we will never hear what like Neil Pert would have thought of this, or mm. you know, like all these p other people that we've lost. You know, that they, yeah. they like Neil Pert never heard of coronavirus. You know? I know it would have been a long essay. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, he would have gotten on his on his uh, Harley and gotten the yeah Harley. yep yeah. no but so for that for that alone I think it's you know we we respect our elders here and you should check it out indeed I'll put it, indeed. I'll put it that way yeah. but maybe because we're getting old <laughs> no. I know because yeah. our kids don't respect us that's probably yeah that's what, that's why yeah we're trying to set an example for our kids <laughs> yeah it's yeah. funny we, you know like I there's there's something just intrinsic with me and it's probably the same with the the two of you that. I just respect 90-year-old jazz musicians more than I do uh, the president of the United States these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard Have you ever heard Trump shred on a, you know, oh, invitation? No, no. <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I bet he's fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not out. about the he technical ability. It's about the tone say, and what he's saying. shred the English language. Yeah. I thought that's yeah, right. no, he's, he's making music for something. That's right. You know? That's yeah. right. Himself. Yeah. Well, okay. <clears throat> Record scratch. Hey, here we go. I know yeah. I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Yo. our man from abroad. What you got, buddy? Well, I I found this article, little little clickbait, but you know what? <laughs> but hey, look, you know, I, I was I, traveling. I'm pretty I sure. I thoroughly I was enjoyed like, this article, and I appreciate it, Greg. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, I'm so glad you said that because there's a sort of a twist to this. Uh, so, so first, let me let me hit everybody what I'm talking about here. There's this yeah, article. It's called 10 Bands Whose Best Album Was Recorded Live," which was sort of misleading. Mm -hmm. I, I, at first, I didn't know quite what they meant. But what they're trying to say is that here are 10 bands whose best album, in our opinion, was a live album. Yeah. Right. And I started going through this list, and I started realizing. 
I've barely listened to any of these records, so really I'm actually kind of putting you guys on the spot and seeing if you guys have ever heard of these records. But we, we can all discuss it. Some of them I've heard. Mm-hmm. There were okay. some deep cuts like, on there for sure. Yeah. Well, Nick, what do you think? I, I was like, scroll. Yep, Frampton Comes Alive. There it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, there were, okay, so, he, so yeah. Let's go sorry, down the sorry. list without <clears throat> giving any away. No, I'm just kidding. Huh? It's the obvious uh, one. I of course. No, and but that's part of the joke of of this article is that I was I for the record did not look at this and say, "Oh my gosh, this is like the best list." I just I I realized, "Hey, maybe there's some stuff on here that's worth checking out." And I thought I'd sure. ask you guys, "Should I check out these Oh, records? sure. Go, go. You know. Uh, yeah, and the answer might be I have no idea. Here's the first one. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band Live Bullet. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Nick, Don't know that's, a damn thing. That's the one that that is the radio version of Turn the Page that they That's play, That's the right? only thing I know oh. about it, yeah. yeah. So the version of Turn oh, the Page okay. that we all hear is from that recording. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Maybe we should, uh, sidebar, Jay, maybe we can play a, click, a clip of it. Do, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> That the, that's, is that the one that goes No, that's Bleecker Street. No. Yeah, no, I know. Baker Street. Baker Street. Turn the page has a sax in it, though, doesn't it? Though? You probably know the Metallica cover. <laughs> no, I do know the Metallica oh, cover, but I also know the other dusty highway. highway uh, <laughs> down in yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Bob Seger is one of those artists. He's kind of like, like oh, I, you know, oh, like George Thorogood. Oh, okay. That's ah, like yes. on classic rock radio, like for with just two songs, and you know did them he, by heart, yeah. of course. Did he think Joe Cocker? Is that, uh, yeah, is that George, George Thorogood, Thorogood? Bad to the Bone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But you don't uh. know any other songs of theirs, so I don't know. Right. They could be incredibly brilliant artists in their own mm-hmm. right, but um, I, I couldn't say, and I haven't checked out that live album, so I don't know. Okay. So, you know, I have a feeling that this list is based off of like, oh, because it's it has that one song that everybody knows or that one recording. Not so thoughts. much that it's actually a classic album. I have some. But let's just some keep going feed, down. The I have list. some feedback once we get through the list on the okay. curation process okay. of the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is again like this is a clickbaity list, but I thought it'd be fun to, to this is like a mini review. The review, I like it. Oh yes. All right, here we go. Next up, Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous. This I has mean, that absolutely. classic. Classic. This has that classic cut of uh, the boys are back in town. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Right. Yeah, but this album is off the charts good. It's it's fantastic. All right, and sick. it shows Thin Lizzy as an incredibly great live band. Sounds good. Actually, that one I did put on because the cover looked cool and oh right. yeah. Uh, and it, yes, it is pretty. It's pretty it's rocking. Great. And then uh, okay, next is the the classic Peter Frampton. Frampton comes alive. Shout out to our Rock in the Suburbs friends. I noticed uh, Jim on on Facebook was like, "Well, Peter Frampton's putting out a, a new memoir. Any guesses as to what it's called?" <laughs> Which is <and> it's called? <laughs> do, do you feel like I do? Of course, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> do you feel like I, yeah, but I, I, yeah. Shout out to Jim. So we we've listened to some of that. I mean, everybody knows that that song, right? That classic guitar solo with the talk yeah. box. Yeah, there's a couple songs. There's a couple tracks off that album that have become radio hits. All the Frampton songs you know have been have off are off that album. I think. Yeah, right on. So okay, here's the here's the next one. I I don't know this at all, but UFO Strangers in the Night. Don't know anything Any about it. It's the right. Iron Maiden guy, right? Yes, apparently. I feel uh, like Steve I, Harris. I can call my dad real quick if we want to. I'm <laughs> sure. Okay. I know he's talked about UFO. No, I don't, we, don't, we, we don't have to get him up. All okay. right, next up, Motorhead. 
<laughs> Motorhead, no sleep till Hammersmith. I mean, come this, on. This dude. is pretty rocking. You've heard this one rocking. before, though, Greg, Greg? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Me too. Little known fact Zoom, not a fan of Motorhead. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> don't. They, I, I, I don't know. It's it goes just, way it's, back. It's random. It goes way back. It's yep. bad but you blood. know what? Bad blood. We rage against the machine here, and, and the machine in this case is uh, Zoom. So we're gonna, Greg. What do you say we play some? Oh, dude, you got the Ace of Spades queued up? I always have the Ace of Spades queued up, dude. <laughs> what kind of stupid question is that? <laughs> Complete with orchestral intro. Ooh. Oh snap! Lovely. No, I love that cut, man. It's so much energy. I, I wonder where yes. they get that energy from. Hmm. But uh, no, it's it's incredible. And dude, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite tracks, one of my favorite albums. Absolutely. Drugs, my maybe. Man. Possible. Uh, possible. Okay. Right. Um, next up on this weird list, uh, <laughs> Rory Gallagher, Irish Tour '74. Now, I know a lot about Rory Gallagher, and he's a really great guitar player. I have two of his vinyl albums, but. I don't have this album at all, and I'm not familiar with it, so I'm really going to have to check it out. Yeah, that's the list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of lists, next up on the list, the Allman Brothers Band at Fillmore East. Now, this one I know pretty much by heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never heard of them. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Get that. Get out of here, Jay. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic. You can fool me for a second. Of yeah, course. Yeah, that really Come is. Come on, man. You know, if you, if that one I will definitely highly recommend to anyone. It is like, a fantastic album. And then finally... Well, there's there's a few more here. Humble Pie, Rockin' the Fillmore. And that's another Peter Frampton, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I have heard this album. I don't have it, but I've heard it on Spotify. I've queued it up a couple times. It's really, really impressive. Just because I've heard enough people talk about Humble Pie and how great they are. Mm-hmm. as okay. like an early proto-classic rock band. And they really, it's really great. It's really very adventurous. It's like really, it's it's fun music. It's, it's kind of proto- uh, Black Crows almost. It's like very oh, right. Okay. It's like, like faces that, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah very faces esque. It's really good. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, that could get into that. Then after that was Cheap Trick at Budokan. <laughs> and I know that's I a mean, very famous one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I, I like those tunes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And then f- f- the last right. one was Hawkwind. Hawkwind. I was hoping that this was because I know of Hawkwind. 
and I've only heard their tracks on like the Sirius XM Classic Rewind. Um, mm-hmm. I I was hoping that you were going to hit me to me to this album because I I don't know it. I don't. We should all we should just go listen to it. Sure. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I wanted. Beautiful. Let's see how Zoom feels about Hawkwind. Hawkwind. Let's yeah. see what we think. Let's do a little live review, and we'll see if. Uh, which one is this? This is Space Ritual. Space Ritual. <laughs> this is this bit is called reviewing the weird top ten list. That's like that comes with a bunch. It's of called waiting to do our homework, stuff. so we're gonna do it here. All right, I'll give you guys uh, a couple uh, song titles here. You can have Born to Go, ah. uh, Lord of Light. Ooh, Space is Deep. That looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> Ten Seconds of Forever, Brainstorm, Master of the Universe. Ooh. Jay, your choice, man. Any stars next to the... <laughs> yeah. uh, they all have, you know, on St- Spotify, they have, like, how many the ratings, bars yeah. for the ratings. They all have one or zero bars. Oh, so not a good it. sign here. Uh, let's okay. just go with the, the first one here. Uh, B- Born to Go. Born to Go. chalk that up to uh, bad internet zoom quality uh, and I'm willing to give it a second li- listen I'm trying to be open minded here okay. That's good of you. Uh, yeah I mean I'm, I'm good <laughs> it is what it is yeah I can take it or leave it okay. <laughs> that was all I needed of Hawkwind 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 right. Hawkwind Hawkwind so tell me this did, see. did did they just suck at making albums in the 70s mm-hmm. or, or did they only do good live <laughs> albums in the 70s I, I oh think this goodness. all stems back to who live at Leeds, man. Like, honestly, yes. that's... I'm that's glad you brought of, that up. I think that's one of the first, like, really classic, this album stands on its own, and it's a live album. And it, But they couldn't could, yeah. take the risk of making the headline... I mean, they couldn't leave the headline as is, which is, this is better than all of their studio albums. But I wouldn't say right. that live at Leeds is better than any... Right. Who's who's studio albums? I mean, the Who live at Leeds makes sense why it's not on this list because it's not. You can't say it's better than their studio albums, and this pos- posits that these albums are better than any of the studio albums that they did. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? So maybe that's just saying that seventy a lot of seventies classic rock bands were just better crappy live in the studio. and crappy in the studio. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Studio. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I'll, I'll I'll throw out some uh, some other live albums that I, you know, would put in that category though. Okay. Um, yes, songs oh. is one 
Uh, wow. it's, it's a it's a yeah. yes album i think mm-hmm. this is the first album i have it on wax it's like four lps like massive artwork and everything mm-hmm. and no. i heard it in a record store one day when i was shopping and i was like i gotta have that you know like what like and you feel the that's best. you feel that's better than any of their studio albums i don't really know their studio albums all that well wow, but, okay. the, but when i but when i listen to them I don't get the same feeling I do with with Yes song because there's something <laughs> about the fact that they're pulling it off live yeah. that's like so exciting to me mm-hmm. because they sound like aliens, you mm-hmm. know, like they're everything's a little unusual about it, you know, like his his vocals, uh, Chris Squire's bass tone, the bird clock, bird clock, um, <laughs> you know, it's just a little, it's all a little unusual, but it works really well, cool. you know, they're just on fire. Um, I would also say. Nirvana Unplugged in New York. Everybody loves that. Best? Um, Better? I, I, okay, so you're saying like best. I, I think that's thing. what makes the headline tricky. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say it's their best, but it's one of their best. I think it's like an essential piece of the puzzle. I agree. Um, it's definitely essential. I don't know if it's better than In Utero or never mind. But No, I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm certainly not trying to say that. Mm. But, um, but if you know enough about that band, you know that that was really an important statement to make because if it hadn't been for that he would have been just like a screamer just a rocker you know sure not really like what would be the what would be the criteria then could we say like if you only had one album of the band to take and that album was a live cut of it then you would consider that the best like what would be the uh no i guess i I guess what i'm saying is like sometimes live albums are immediately put in a category and even Spotify does this, I think. I mean, Tidal does, where it's like albums and then live albums. But certain live yeah. albums, I would expect to see under the albums banner. Fair enough. Okay. You, do, yeah. Do you, do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, it deserves yeah. a bump up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let me, where, throw, let me throw. Let me throw. To, throw a nerdy pick out for you, Nick. See if okay. you agree with me on this. Now, Dave Matthews Band. It's kind of like Oof. a third rail topic, right? Okay, Nick, you would be lying if you said that you and I weren't huge Dave Matthews band fans back in I, high school, right? I'm the only right? one who, who voted for them to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's true, so I, that's true. I, you've I are, you're I, I already out, out on that limb. Before. You're yeah. out of the yeah. DMD I closet. You were, I thought you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I would Never say that live <laughs> at Red Rock, that Dave Matthews band live at Red Rocks might be in this category. What do you say? I was gonna say fish is a live one. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a good one too. I am totally yeah. with you on that. That's better than yeah. that because I I yeah. do like Dave Matthews Band albums. Especially I love Steve Lily White so much. Yeah, I love what he does with Carter Beaufort's drums so much that now, it would be take, so hard to say. Take my pick back. It's fish. You're absolutely right. That's and really you know what? One. That's throwing me down this whole rabbit hole because it's jam bands that mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Because yeah, like their studio albums are like yeah ugh. yeah you think yeah. of like Derek Trucks band like mm-hmm. uh, Songlines album is way better than most of their studio stuff like a, that that that's a totally yeah. and, and you and you know what you put him uh, in the same category as the Allman Brothers yep. you know mm-hmm. which w- made the list uh, which understandably made the list yep. there's also there's a really <laughs> there's a really awesome Pantera album oh. <laughs> a live, live, live Pantera album and part of what makes it so great is that you know their their front man is just like the, it's the, the, the kind of like you'll bleep, you'll bleep this out but the <laughs> talking that he's you know doing between each song <laughs> you know it's it, like that that just makes the whole thing like oh yeah these guys were so like 
man, they, they were so badass. Like, <laughs> Angry at everyone. <laughs> you know? Paying yeah. customers yeah. included. <laughs> but then, like, you know, yeah, exactly. But, but like, he, he would go off on these diatribes, and then the band would kick in, and you were like, oh, my God, dude. These, you know, he can back it up with his band, you know? Yeah. He, knows that, he knows that they're rocking, you know? So, yep. Um, I'll throw one more out there. I'll yeah, throw one, one more out there, and this is just because I looked right to my record collection, and... This happened to be the album that was angled over so I could see the back cover. But Keith Richards, rhythm guitar player for the Rolling Stones. Not sure if you're okay. familiar with him or not. But, Keith. Uh, <laughs> he released two solo albums, very forgettable solo albums. You have to be a real big, deep fan of Keith Richards to like them. I do, but I understand. His one solo live album, Keith Richards and the Expensive Winos, is actually fantastic and I think shows yeah. off his band and shows off him as a songwriter way better than any of his album cuts do. So hmm. we're probably missing a ton of jazz as well. Well that's oh, you know it's funny. Well, on on my yeah. list it says like most jazz albums L O L. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Col- Coltrane at the Village Vanguard. I mean yeah, that those go on and on and you know, for those of us who are fans of jazz, we all know that like when you go see a a killing band right in front of you and you know they're just they're making it up as they go along you know mm-hmm. um you know there's that that's such a thrill um you know you know you're there for the ride and so those those classic yeah. jazz mm-hmm. recordings um are you know there's there's so many of them yeah well cool stuff but, uh, i like it yeah yeah, yeah i could go Good on topic. and on yeah you know that's we, a fun topic we, though we, it is a fun topic and it sort of relates to some of the other ones we talked about tales from the concert and we mm-hmm. all miss concerts so much, don't we? Yeah, so much. You know. So anyway, it'll come back yeah, one of these sure. days, right? <laughs> yeah, one of these years. <laughs> I'm booked for four dates in August right now. Are you serious? Hey. All right. Yeah, like the okay. clubs are promoting the shows. All right. Hey. So cross, yeah, cross your fingers. Where? You know? Where? Where are the shows? In the East, uh, Falls Church, Virginia is one of them. Okay. State Theater. Wow. Yeah, it's with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then there's a, yeah. there's a few more. They're on the they're on the website redhotchilipepperstribute.com. I'll have them for you next week. Um, That's awesome, man. But yeah, they may Congrats. get can, they may get canceled. Sure, sure, sure. But right now Nobody they're on knows. the books. Okay. Um. So we shall see. Indeed. Well, in the meantime, in the dearth of live entertainment mm-hmm. and uh, music related news, I thought. Guys, maybe I'd introduce a new segment. What do you say? What now? Ooh. You're bearing, yep. you're bearing a new segment on the third? The third segment? I'm trying. Dude. Yep, yep. You are <laughs> you are crushing it, man. Well, you haven't heard well, it yet. Well, I mean, no, but you didn't do a theme song or anything. It's a <laughs> No, no. <clears throat> well, I, I'm... I may have what put the, something uh, together. Oh, yeah. What the... I may have put something together. I'm calling this segment, guys. Nerd alert. Oh. <laughs> This is a nerd alert. Expect overanalyzation of mostly useless knowledge and trivia. Common side effects include nosebleeds and poor posture. Please remain calm throughout the duration of this segment. Conclude message 8, nerd alert. That was, yeah, that was great. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Welcome to Nerd Alert. This is, um, and and feel free, guys. Uh, You know, you may not say it, but I know that you all have some nerd tendencies buried deep within you. Oh, totally. So feel free to take over this segment for future use. But what I thought I would do is um, at least give everyone fair warning whenever I'm about to talk about something that's a little bit technical or a little bit... (laughs) Let's get in the weeds, man. What are we nerding out on? 
in the nerd zone. So okay, it's funny. Some people I've talked about this before, but I, I do the most of the editing for this podcast. Oh. And when I started editing, I hadn't done much editing for podcasts. I mostly edit for music, mm-hmm. and for that, I learned how to work pretty quickly in Logic Pro X mm-hmm. on my Mac. And so I thought, well, how hard can editing a podcast be? And it's not hard, hard, but Logic, I just found, is not really set up real well to do that. It's It does a lot of things really well, but I would I found myself getting distracted, like, putting on, like, you know, reverb and delays and phasers on Greg's voice, but, <laughs> you know, applying, like, the live vocal setting to Nick uh, uh-huh. just to see if it could get rid of the bird clock sound. It's, uh, didn't he's, work. He's part of the show now. <laughs> we have fun. We have fun. But, uh, you know, when you're doing a podcast week in, week out, you got to do it quickly. So I quickly found Logic wasn't the, wasn't the thing. So I switched over to Audacity. Okay. And Audacity is just a real, real simple, basic thing. It's been around for forever. It's free it's and free. open. Yeah, open source. It's free and open source. Anybody and can I use love it. That, that concept. And it's it, as soon as I opened it up and started working with it, I was like, this I can wrap my head around just like that because it reminded me immediately of the very first audio digital workstation, Mm. DAW, the very first audio software program I really ever dug my teeth into, Cool Cool Edit Pro. Cool Edit Pro. (laughs) By our friends at Centrillium. Centrillium, that's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, for those of you who might not be familiar with Cool Edit Pro, you might know it today by a different name. Can I guess? Uh, Well, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later, but I I, want to set it up by saying, you know, Cool Edit Pro was, it was really a program that was way ahead of its time at the time. No and kidding. I, I didn't really realize this until I kind of looked back on it, but, you know, in the late 90s, which is when Nick and Greg and myself were first starting to dabble in this stuff, you know, we're using our parents' computers that have no processing power at all. You know, we basically had maybe recorded some microphone inputs on, like, Windows Sound Recorder. To, to get a multi-track audio editing software suite was just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. I remember opening it up for the first time, just seeing, like, what I can put reverb on my voice? What? Well, I mean, and even to go back before that, we had a four-track. We had a Tascam mm-hmm. four-track. You probably still have it. I um, do. It's sitting right over there. That would I utilize... Do. That would you would it would record to a cassette tape. It would take the left and right channel on either side of the of the tape and give you four track, and it was a bear of mm. an awful experience and never sounded <laughs> at all. It good. never sounded fantastic. And we always nope. thought it was the mics, but we couldn't afford you know these thousand dollar mics. Yeah. But yeah, I I it was actually a neighbor of mine in when I was in like middle school or high school that would would always tell me about this. And and we st- I th- and then yeah we put that computer together for college, and I think the most expensive part of that computer was the the, the sound card sound blaster live sound blaster live sound card yep. that multi input and then this oh. this beast of a software program man holy crap world it uh, you opened know, up it's funny looking back I understand this this program well let me start at the beginning here so it was originally released in the very early nineties as just cool edit, not cool edit pro. And it was a, a shareware program that this guy, David Johnson wrote quote, just for fun. 
Sure. Um, and he nerds, wrote it in his spare, right. spare time. <laughs> nerds. It meant to be <laughs> a, an, an enhanced <laughs> version of the Windows sound recorder program. Yep. Which was just awful. It was just a single, just made Single for, track, and it couldn't pause once you started recording. It was awful, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he kept developing and developing and, and listening to people who were using this shareware program. And then in 1997, he released Cool Edit Pro. And that was the first program that added multi-track support. Not the first program, not the first software program out there that did this. Mm -hmm. But it was the first that was really aimed for home enthusiasts, people who wanted an upgrade over just the basic sound recording program in Windows and didn't have the cash or the system, really, to go for Pro Tools or even Cubase or, you know, any of the other programs that were out at the time. And there mm -hmm. weren't a bunch. There were not a bunch. Right. So this went on sale in the late 90s, 1997, for $399. Okay. Is that now, how much we spent? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, may have I may have gotten it on sale. Okay. <laughs> An extremely reduced discount, possibly right. for free. Sure, but we'll 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 move past that. I've given. Um, <clears throat> I'm positive that whomever acquired this company also acquired the right to sue them out of us. So <laughs> yeah, we'll say we had I a may... discounted rate that we found. Yes, yes, I may have gotten a discounted, a severely discounted rate on this. Do program, you remember but, the um... name of the licensed user that we got this discount <laughs> from? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, man. It was John, like, and then it started with a Q. Oh, God. And I can see it, but I can't think Johnny of the name. Q. Hey, uh, quick editor's note here. What we're talking about is if you were one of the folks that had a potentially illicitly gotten copy of Cool Edit Pro back in the day, you will have realized that all of those cracked versions were all registered to the same guy. This was one of those things that after we talked about it in the episode, that night I just laid in bed all night long trying to remember this guy's name. And I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of it. And then I woke up first thing in the morning. I remembered Peter Quisgard, looked it up, turned out. He is a real guy. He is still out there on the internet. He has a Twitter profile, at RealPQuistGuard. So, Peter Quistgard, thank you. You are a legend. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. You're trying hey. to get me to admit to piracy here No, on, no, on no. I'm saying our buddy John Quillert, or whatever his name was. Quillert! Quillert! <laughs> It's yeah. something like that. I'm going to have to look that up. Johnny That's hilarious. Because everyone on the internet used this same license. We, he, the guy was real. He had a lot of friends. <laughs> Very generous. Anyway. Uh, really popular. So you can get this for cheap or for free in for $3.99 in 1997. Now, that sounds like a lot today, honestly. But when you think about at the, the landscape in 1997, your your options were basically getting Pro Tools, which you had to get specialized hardware for, and that whole package could run you about 2500 bucks. Mm -hmm. Easy. In 1997 dollars. And Cubase, which was kind of like the nicer package, software-only yeah. package mm -hmm. on the market at the time, that was 800 bucks. You had Sonic Foundry, you had Vegas Pro, that was about 700 bucks. So, for $399, $300 on the street, it was a pretty good deal. Yeah. It had some awesome, awesome features. First of all, it had really modest system requirements. So, again, people with using their parents' computers could run this thing. It was super compatible with a lot of hardware that was out there. It was really easy to set up and run. I mean, we were 17, 16, 17, 18. We could figure this out like that. Mm -hmm. And the best part was they included so many effects that were actually useful. You know, so more, than, more than you get out of the box with a lot of DAWs these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. 
they had time stretch. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Pitch control. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, noise and cancellation. And I've actually seen, yeah. I've seen, yeah, the noise cancellation was incredible. Absolutely for the phenomenal. time. It, it really was. I've seen a bunch of forum posts that just go on and on about how many people have ripped off the algorithm that Cool Edit Pro used back then for the noise reduction I in bet. particular. Oh, man. Um, so what, you could ha- also, so what happened? You could also do scripting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting excited here, Greg. No, 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 no. no. I just want to know. Like, Greg's going to go on, go on, go Greg's going to get to guess before the reveal of what happened to Cool Edit Pro. Yeah. So it included scripting. You could have batch processing. Uh, one of the things that Nick and I love to play with was the brainwave synchronizer. Brainwave synchronizers. Where you could brainwave make... synchronizers. <laughs> brainwave synchronizer. <laughs> you could it would it would attenuate and add alpha, beta, or gamma waves, and you could you could then we would do like research off to the side about Nick, you like, had this whole chart about different brain waves. Oh, had this, yeah. You printed out this like fifty-page manual. About, I like, have always been a nerd. And I think day the first day I met Greg, he's like, "Oh, this guy's a nerd." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, shut up and turn on my brain wave synchronizer. <laughs> yeah. But that was included so from the angry. very uh, first. All right, all right, whatever, guys. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> that was included from the very first version of Cool Edit Pro. Uh-huh. Included. It also included MP3 support, so you could actually export files to MP3. Yep. Directly, which oh. was. And I mean, that sounds dumb, simple today, but that nah, was novel when, at the when, time. When you had an expensive 80 gig hard drive, that was crucial. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So late 90s to 2000s when we were first getting into college. I mean, that's we've talked about recording Peaches on Realia. We did that in Cool Edit Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, the guitar was direct. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Straight yep. into the sound sound mm-hmm. blaster live. And the monitoring, wow. even uh, everything. Everything was just, yeah, worked so well. So, of course, as things go in this world, all good things must come to an end. Greg, what, and, what, do, you, what do you think happened, Greg? <laughs> um, you know, wait. So wait. So John Q invented it. Is that what happened? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've John been following Q, along. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. I'm. I might have to listen from the beginning. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> so they they continued development of this up until 2002, mm-hmm. um, and they released version version two. And I remember version two coming out. It had different graphical yeah. interface and everything. In 2003. Unfortunately, the behemoths, the massive players on the, on the stage, uh, found out that there was a uh, there was a small contender out there who was making waves, and they decided to snap that thing up. Brainwaves. That, <laughs> the, the, they they heard the they probably heard the brainwaves that were being synchronized out by Cool Edit Pro, and Adobe bought Centrillium and Cool Edit Pro and a bunch of their assets in 2003 for probably like 50 bucks or something like that. 3.99. God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they immediately halt, halted all development of Cool Edit Pro. Now uh-huh. Cool Edit Pro still got use, still got a lot of use basically up until Audacity started picking up traction, kind mm-hmm. of picking up the bones and the user base that Cool Edit got left behind. Yeah. Well, in a funny twist of fate, Adobe took, you know, Cool Edit Pro and, and put it in their basement and had probably, you know, their best two people work on this for a while mm-hmm. and basically rebrad, rebadged it and rebranded it and brought it out a couple years later as Go ahead, Greg. Adobe Audition. How about that? Stinking Adobe Audition. If is... you open it up today, is essentially 
a kind of fancified version of Cool Edit Pro. Just a better mm. GUI. It's the same program. <laughs> yep. It is the same, like, guts, the same bones, the same skeleton. The interface even looks the same. I couldn't believe wow. it when I first got my first Adobe CC subscription and opened up Audition. Yep. I was like, holy mackerel. This is huh. 1999 again. Hey, wait, didn't yeah. it feel like home? It kind of did. Yeah. I. But then I got I, mad that Adobe sure. was making me pay for this program. Sure. <laughs> Right. Sure. Uh, well, life's not fair. So oh, there you go. The story of Cool Edit Pro. And I, this man, is all thanks to this fantastic program that I'm using right now to record myself, Audacity, which which carries on the spirit, which I really appreciate. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think, I think it was Audacity. like, it was some, I was like 2011 before I stopped having a, dev, a computer specifically just to be able to run Cool Edit Pro because no matter <laughs> how many times I'd try these other programs... And it would just, I, uh, I could do this so much faster in Cooletta Pro and exactly. just move it over to Cooletta exactly. Pro. And, yep. and finally, I just got sick of maintaining the, <laughs> the old old Windows version that was necessary. Absolutely. Oh, that was a yeah. fun nerd out. Yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny how now there's so many DAWs. You know, we, it's, we, we all have different preferences, I guess. But, mm-hmm. you know, the more you try, I guess, the more educated you are on what makes each one special. But... I meet engineers that are like, yeah, I've just used Pro Tools my whole life, or I've used Cubase my whole life. I just stick with it. You know, yeah. there's not like really one right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. Um, however, Cool Edit Pro definitely, you know, it struck a chord with you guys, and <laughs> you know, it's funny because I have I, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody else m- bring it up, but it was the first, you know, by default through you guys, it was the f- one of the first that I ever used too. Mm-hmm. Was not right the first, but like one of maybe one of the first where I was actually clicking with you guys, you right? Know? right. Yeah, and um, creating, you know, yeah. and that's uh, you know that's the whole point. <laughs> if yep. you can't create with the with the software, then it's letting you down. Exactly, um, exactly. You know? and, and, and there always has to be kind of that entry level software where where kids can get into it, yeah. you know, for cheap or for free. You know, right. it, you're getting putting tools in the hands of, of kids who just just want to do something. You know, and and exactly. here we are, uh, 20 yeah. years later. I'm not yep. sure we've learned. Still really screaming anything. at our computers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to John Quilart, though. Thank you, John. Quilart, yes. <laughs> John John Hawkwind. <laughs> That's right. Hawkwind. Yeah. Up, up, and away. Gentlemen, well, the queue is about running out on my audacity here. Uh, oh, oh man, what the, no, the audacity? Yeah. <laughs> we can run for another four hours here, after, <laughs> at least, hopefully. But thank you guys for another excellent edition of You Should Check It Out. Heck yeah, man! What are we gonna yeah. listen to on the way up? Oh, that's a good yeah. call. Yeah. Um, so before I got on this whole uh, Cool Edit Pro thing, I was gonna talk about the German band Can. You guys oh. familiar with them at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I've heard of Can. C A N. Uh huh. Yeah. Greg, yes. Nick, no. Yes. I'm a new. Cool. My boy Tejan, we had him on the uh, podcast a couple episodes ago. He introduced them to me in the mid-2000s. And I just remember, I, I kind of want to do a whole segment on them someday. Because they're okay. really, really, really interesting band. But they're from, this this track that I'm about to play is from 1972. And what immediately struck me about it was just like how fresh it sounded. Like At the time, I didn't know that there was any other musicians I didn't know that music that sounded like this existed in 1972, mm. if that makes any sense. The drum you, beat, the okay. quality of the pattern. Is it like, the quality of the of the recording, like the clarity? It's the way that the drums are recorded okay. and the type of drum pattern that the guy's playing. I like it and already. It's just, like, it's just very, 
it just sounds awesome. It sounds mm. hip as It's just, just the coolest thing. Anyway, this song's called Vitamin C. It's definitely by far their most popular track, but they got a lot of really great music. And like I said, I think I want to do a, a segment on them. Excellent. down the road. Something to look forward do it. to. Do it. I shall. All right, gents. That brings 47 well, to a rack. It does. Yeah, man. It does. It does. We Next up. Next up. 48. 48. What do, you, what do you say we do 48 next time? Okay. Uh, eh. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Just skip it right on to 49. Well, thank you, gents, and uh, happy right. Thursday. Thanks for staying up late, and uh, we'll see you next week. How about it? Stepping on a cliff.